0: Good morning, Jamie.
1: Hello, Keith. How are you doing this fine December afternoon? Uh,
0: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, today's my last work day of the year. So that's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I'm taking uh, next week off. Uh, Yesterday was my last work day for a week. Nice. And I think I'm going to take like four days, three or four days off the week after so. It's a few days of working, but, uh, yeah, it's nice, man. It's a nice end of sort of crappy year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to see this one to completion and, uh, just hope that next year is a little bit better. Not that it, the year has been particularly bad for me as an individual, mm-hmm. but you know, as a planet, it's been kind of some crappy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. That is uh, the understatement of the year, but, uh, true. Yeah, well,
0: so how have things, it's been a while since we've recorded. I think it's been honestly like a month because we, two weeks ago we were supposed to record, but I had to cancel because of COVID stuff.
1: Yeah, um, you're you're good and everything, right?
0: Yeah. no, I didn't get it. Kendra didn't get it. Her office had to get shut down for two weeks. And so she's been working from home. She wanted me to tell you thank you for the MacBook that you uh, bought me when I was working for you in 2012. Oh, because yeah. No problem. Um, because she still uses it, and that actually allowed her to work from home. Because otherwise, she'd have to use like my stuff, and that just wasn't going to fly.
1: It's kind of crazy to have a pregnant woman inside of an office for no reason. Anyway.
0: Uh, she, could, she would be allowed to work from home anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's an allowable thing, but their office was just entirely closed for two weeks because one of the people in the, it's a three to four person office at any given, actually there's almost never more than three people there. So yeah. Oh, Anywho, cool. so she was, she was working from home, which threw off any possibility of me having my usual free time to work on stuff. So I did not get a ton done over the course of uh, the two weeks since we were supposed to record last time. So I'll be talking about the two weeks uh, originally. Mine will basically still be the same episode that I would have had, had we recorded two weeks ago.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, I can go then. <laughs>
0: yeah, go for it. Go for um, it. I don't have a lot.
1: Yeah, I uh, I did a lot. My main, my main focus was to kind of ensure that the plans that I have for the next version of tetsu are going to work, which includes some AI stuff, buzzword, buzzword. Nice. So I did a lot of work around some GPT-3 OpenAI stuff. Um, getting that to work was a lot more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually got that to work after a lot of reading and a lot of playing around in um, OpenAI's little playground area, uh, which is really cool. Nice. Yeah, it took more work than I thought, but, uh, but I learned a lot. Basically, the way the uh, OpenAI API works is you, you basically just give it a text prompt.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that text prompt is pretty important because it, it it's basically instructions on, on what uh, you're expecting back and then what you're providing so that you can get a good result back. So after I figured that out, uh, my next uh, thing that I did was I wanted to create a quick way to ensure that it's going to keep on working. So, uh, and and really, you might need to
0: flush that one out a little bit more for me. I think we always want things to keep on working.
1: Yeah, well, with AI, it's like I'm, you know it's not like one plus one equals two, right? It's uh, it's based on it's based on science and math, so you're never going to get the same result back. So my plan is to spin up a quick test application where I can email I'm going to create a quick Rails app so because Rails comes with Action Mailbox which allows mm-hmm. you to easily read emails and stuff and then I'm going to so I'm going to send an email every day to an address of things that I've worked on and done and that's going to send me an email back with a summary. I thought that was kind of a quick way to get this to work instead of like hooking everything up to Slack. right like,
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a good, good proof of concept.
1: Because I, I really don't I want, I want to understand how the API works as you keep giving it information and what, what does that look like when you get the information? Do I have to, um, always append to the current prompt? Or does, 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 uh, the API remember what I sent it yesterday? compared to now and doesn't know that I'm kind of asking for the same stuff. And it's more informed about how I want summaries, you know? So there's a lot of like playing around with the API to see, to kind of get the, uh, the information I want back.
0: Gotcha. So, isn't with machine learning stuff, isn't it there sort of a separation between training and applying between these sort of things? Like I would think, that it's already trained. So you're just applying it and you would not be modifying it as you go, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, that's what I would, uh, that's what I would expect. Um, But the API, the way the, the API is formed, there is really no, there is really no way to like say, Hey, this is what I was talking about, you know, an hour ago. And then this is now like, there's no, chaining uh or ids that you can use to say hey keep giving me stuff oh i see what you're saying
0: yeah you don't give it a cutoff point where it's like hey uh, everything i say from now until x time is one conversation essentially or one batch of inputs that you should care about after that flush the cache and we'll start anew yeah
1: so i'm not sure i'm i'm not i'm not completely sure this is kind of why i wanted to experiment with this Mm -hmm. because i'm sure this will bring up more more answers for me Um, So my idea was uh, to use Rails, a quick Rails app to send an email to and then that would hit an API endpoint on Tatsu, which would call the OpenAI API and then Mm -hmm. return responses back to the Rails app, which would then email the results back to myself. I have uh, completed kind of the uh, Elixir side, the Tatsu side. Which involved like uh, had to create a, a wrapper around the OpenAI API.
0: Oh, nice. We haven't really talked about Tatsu being Elixir stuff yet. Oh, either. Yeah, um, I be mean, Elixir. it's always been it's been a concept, right? But last time we talked, you had just finished modifying the process architecture for Juve, and you hadn't actually put it to use yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And I still um, have not. Um, that that's kind. of, I'll get into that.
0: Okay, sorry, I didn't want to jump the gun, but I was just yeah, like, but, oh, my perked up.
1: I did, I did create a, a new Elixir project for Tatsu. Um, I did get, I added Absinthe because it's going to have a GraphQL API. Mm-hmm. Um, and I added, and then I created this OpenAI Elixir wrapper, which doesn't exist yet. Um, so uh, I have the Tatsu pieces almost ready to go. I'm actually working on deployment right now. Uh, I have a... I'm, Hosting it on elixir. I have it's deploying fine right now. Now I'm just trying to work on some continuous deployment stuff um, using some GitHub Actions. Mm-hmm. So once I finish that, uh, my plan is to create that quick Rails application and then get that working. Uh, and then the next phase of that would be adding GV to uh, Tatsu and getting uh, both the auth working, the OAuth with Slack working. And then getting kind of the DM working with the installer, all using Juve. So that will kind of in parallel. While I'm building Tatsu, I'll be you know extracting stuff into Juve. So uh, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. It that took a lot of work, but uh, a lot of research and a lot of uh, experimenting. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, machine learning stuff's complicated. So yeah, oh uh, yeah. I- would definitely expect that to take some time to get your head around it and sort of just put it to use.
1: Yeah. It's, uh I've never really worked with a, you know, an application side of things with some AI stuff. Um, you know, I've done demos and talks around mm-hmm. some of the, some of the concepts, but um, yeah, yeah. it's really
0: interesting. Some, so much of ML stuff is based off of my least favorite branch of mathematics and linear algebra that uh mm-hmm. I try to avoid it a little bit uh but there are occasional times like I kind of want to use it for some stuff inside of inside of Juniper's lab at some point just to do like predictive things when people are like doing deck building like they put a card in there I want to be able to have like a little thing that swaps like slides out that's like oh this card is commonly paired with these three or like
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know something that statistically it's significant that like these actually play well together, sort of a thing just to give people a leg up on doing some of their deck building stuff. If they're not super creative.
1: That's awesome. I like that, but Um, yeah,
0: that's something I'll get into way down the line probably. But yeah, I think that uh, it's useful in so many situations to just pull things in for suggestions basically.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's, there's so much uh, kind of low hanging fruit that could improve kind of applications uh, a lot by just using some some small ML stuff, similar to Mm -hmm. what you're just describing, sort of like hard coding, you know, some if statements or case statements or something, Um, or or creating some sort of crazy database network
0: stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's really the the requirements are kind of that you have to have a data set for it to go over and learn things about, right?
1: Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. sort of
0: the step one, but if you're using like in this particular situation your data set that it it kind of needed to be trained through OpenAI it was sort of already there right like OpenAI sort of trained it on language as a whole yep um and gives you yeah. that as a, as a window for using it which is pretty cool
1: yep yeah OpenAI they 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 already have kind of the language data set built in mm-hmm. so
0: yeah it's very that's spiffy
1: nice. yes uh yeah so that's that's kind of where i'm at man um um, it, all, all that work kind of that I've talked about last time kind of opened up kind of the floodgates of like what I can work on now. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I'm really excited about it, which is nice. I haven't felt like this excited about the project I'm working on for a while. So yeah. Uh, the other things I'm kind of working on on the side is uh, I want to stream a lot of the working with Tatsu and Jubei. Um mm-hmm. But my main goal is to, Uh, create a workshop around this so I'm going to do some streaming probably probably not a lot publicly but uh, it'll be there if you want to find it just because I think I have a vision of what I want the workshop to be and it's not just going to be kind of a talking head with some uh, screen recording thing it's going to be kind of really hopefully unique that I haven't seen before because I've I've seen too much of this workshop stuff where it's the same kind of format over and over and I want to switch up kind of a, the format so that a, I don't get bored and hopefully other people um, find it uh, a little bit refreshing. Mm, gotcha. So that's the other thing I'm working on. But uh, my hope is over this next week, I can get a lot of that done. Uh, I always say that when I have time off, but then mm-hmm. you know it's Christmas, so... I really only have like three days of of work and then, you know, there's the sledding that I'm inevitably going to do with my kids and the Mm -hmm. wrapping of presents and the finding of presents and the, God, I hate Christmas. Anyway, um, not the family stuff, just, it's like, people just want, (laughs) stop having it be about, (laughs) anyway, thanks for coming to my TED talk and that's all I got for you.
0: Gotcha. All right. Okay. So I did have a couple things I wanted to talk about specifically Uh, a week or two ago, Slack got bought by Salesforce. Right. Right. I'm a, I'm a Salesforce developer now. Yeah. So they were purchased for like an astronomical number. 27 billion. Um, but what that, that led me to finding out about that I had not realized before is that like Microsoft teams like completely ate their lunch. Yes. So, do you have any plans to support teams like sooner rather than later? I'm t- like the numbers that I was seeing thrown around is basically that it's like five X, the number of users on teams versus uh, Slack.
1: Well, I mean, a, they're, they're playing catch up. So teams is yeah. Teams is teams is playing catch up to Slack. And then they're so,
0: playing catch up in terms of like technology, but not user base by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Well, they might've already caught up, but Slack has four. no, I'm saying time. like,
0: I'm saying that Microsoft Teams has five x the users of Slack.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's, but you have to realize that's Microsoft numbers. That's like, hey, we have three Microsoft 360, and so some people have you know this Teams thing that they install. It's not real like usage. That, I don't think whatever you're saying, um, but I do agree that Teams is gaining a lot of ground, especially I think mostly because of COVID. Um, People already had, you know, Microsoft shops already have this Teams thing sitting by, so they're going to use it. Uh, so the plan is that's going to be the first platform to support after, after Slack.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Um,
1: Unfortunately, because Teams is horrid. It's horrid, man. It's, it's, it's all based on HTML and CSS. It's just, it's just not good. Um, but, uh, people are using it. So, uh. I, I am going to, to support it because I also want to bring Tetsu to, to
0: teams as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was the way I was looking at it. I was like, well, I guess if there are that many users, right? Like that's just a lot of opportunity, especially because you figure Microsoft teams is going to be mostly in the realm of like businesses Yeah, would be yep. my assumption, right? Like there are a lot of, a lot of Slack's users are not businesses. They're just like a person who has joined random free Slack account and, uh, you're never going to manage to get a, any sort of dollar from that person. You know what I mean? Yep. Reading that, I was like, oh, that opportunity there seems like really huge if you were in the, uh, the chat space.
1: Yeah, I have a, I'm have in a mastermind group um, with some other people uh, from MicroConf community. And we meet every, every week. And uh, one of the people in my group is actually building a, a Teams app and just does <laughs> stuff. He has to go through. He's—I think—he's on month two of trying to get his application approved inside Teams, and it is—it's a giant cluster, man. I—I don't—I can't believe there's any apps on this thing. Jeez. Um, and just the things that he like. There's different context for mobile versus desktop, and as a developer, you have to worry about that. It's—it's it's just the platform itself is is bad. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there's plans. That that will be the next plan. Also, um, I'm sorry, the next platform that Juve supports.
0: And then I'm also Mm -hmm. looking
1: at Discord because also Discord is blowing up as well, probably also due to pandemic stuff. So the plan is to support Teams and then probably Discord after that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like Teams, there's at least probably an avenue for making some money. Yeah, Discord's one of those interesting ones because it's. I still like. I. I love Discord. I use Discord all the time, um, mostly because like being able to jump in a chat, like a voice chat room, is really nice. But I still don't have any idea how they make money.
1: Uh, well, yeah, it's fake money. It's all. Yeah, it's another one money. of those situations. Yeah, they just, but I think I think they just raised like another hundred million or some bullshit. But Discord is really good for communities seems, you know, I'm obviously gaming and stuff, but like it, it has a lot of features to support just open communities, uh, of people, mm-hmm.
0: which is cool. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice for sure. Uh, cool. Cool. Yeah. That was, that was like the only side tangent thing I wanted to talk about.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, once, once Juve has one other platform, it'll be, it'll be really easy. I don't know how quick it will be, but uh, the steps will be there to add more platforms. So. So teams will be the uh, the first platform after Slack.
0: Cool, nice. So, uh, what are, what do you have any? Plans? Oh, so, okay. I guess I'll talk about. Um, I was going to ask if you have any plans over the next two weeks specifically, but
1: yeah, I mean, my plans are to get that experiment done with mm-hmm. uh, Tetsu and email, and then um, add OAuth and. DMing capabilities to Jave to through, through my work with, with Tetsu. So those are my, last, my next
0: tasks. Nice. All right. So for my previous two weeks, ignoring the fact that I didn't get anything done, the, these most recent two, uh, the big thing I was going to talk about was, we haven't had a meeting since I released a video on YouTube, have we? I don't think so.
1: Uh, I think we did last time.
0: Did we? Okay. Oh, Maybe I, we talked I think about we were
1: that. talking about like you would like by the time it was going to be released. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So I actually released it earlier than I said on the podcast, just because I was eager to get it out the door. And that, I mean, it has like a sub a thousand views at this point, but it got multiple hundred views like within the first day, which was pretty cool. Uh, hmm. So that was good. And it looked like the YouTube algorithm was hating me a little bit less right after I did that. So that was pretty good to see. I haven't put another one out since then, but how, it's... how do you
1: determine that? Like, how did you, like, why uh, did you
0: so claim? when you're looking at analytics, you see like a rolling 28 day average for things, but you can see like on each day, how many views you got and uh, subscribers minutes watched like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if you sca- like, if you zoom back a little bit more, you can kind of see like the trends between things. And it just started trending up a little bit more as I was going. There was less like it obviously spiked as soon as I released a new video and then it didn't fall down to where it had previously been. It stayed at a higher level from that point on. And then my rolling 28 day average uh, was just a little bit higher by a couple percentages or whatever than it had previously been when it was just like declining super hard. So that was good to see. Um, Basically just goes back to consistency is king when it comes to this stuff. So I need to, uh, Get the next video out, which will bring me to my next two weeks. But the the funny one that I wanted to talk about was that, uh, and I had sent you a message like, "Oh, there's going to be something I tell you when we record that you'll think is kind of comical." But I moved Juniper's lab off of Kubernetes mm-hmm. and onto DigitalOcean's app platform, which is literally their Heroku. Mm-hmm. Was and, that just and- release? Yeah, it was just released. It, I basically wanted to play with it. And so I, uh, I swapped that over, mostly because I was just like hemorrhaging money running a Kubernetes cluster that for an app that I haven't released yet. And I was like, oh, I can, I can run my beta version or whatever for cheaper doing it this way. So this is just like beneficial for the time being. But like, realistically, it runs perfectly fine. Deployment is ridiculously slow because it does like, it can do deployment based on, like a Git repo branch and then you can say like oh it's using a docker file or whatever and it goes through and rebuilds the docker image but it doesn't seem to use any cached image Mm -hmm. so like it builds it from the bottom of it and which takes forever and Mm -hmm. yeah so that was just like miserably slow so i had to rework my docker image stuff a little bit to be able to get to where i needed to get it to uh i also in the process of doing that like upgraded elixir for my build process and upgraded phoenix and did all that jazz just because i was a little bit behind on those things for a while so i was figured well, i was going to be in the annoying land of building docker images for release and needing to make sure it all went smoothly i might as well fix things cool but so yeah i switched it off of that onto which is funny like they even tell you how they run it and like so their app platform is just kubernetes behind the scenes Basically, it's like a giant managed Kubernetes that they do, where they just like, you basically tell them, like, hey, here's my image. I need you to deploy however X number of these containers, and then it will distribute it across. I do which, find it
1: comical that uh, you did have this on a Kubernetes, on, on, really yeah. on, a, on a Kubernetes. Like, there's literally, like, millions kind of
0: others. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I thought you'd think that was very funny. Yes, um <laughs> But I still have all of my I mean, this beauty of using infrastructure as code stuff is that I can set up a Kubernetes cluster in like two commands now. I can just run a command from my repo and just boom, there you go. I have a multi instance Kubernetes cluster and my all of my resources and stuff deployed to it. That's sweet. But uh like, for the time being, I'm like, eh, until I show that I need that, I might as well not spend, the like, $30 a month or whatever it is to run all the nodes in a Kubernetes cluster so that you can have the high availability and you can fail back containers to different nodes and stuff like that. So I'm like, that's eh, totally pointless for the time being.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I still have all, like, the chronic stuff running, um, like, Giga Elixir, like, there's three apps on Giga Elixir and, like, Mac Stadium, which is, like, another 50 bucks is still paying to run the builds that aren't happening. So <laughs> I need to. Uh,
0: yeah, I'd go cancel this. all that stuff like right now. Just I know.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, just I, a little was, cash.
1: I did have uh, a third party, an agency working on some chronic branding stuff. They're actually working on the application a bit. Oh, nice. And I stopped it because like, I was like, why am I paying to have this? It's kind of a distraction at this point right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And they were actually working on, like, the app side of things. And I really didn't want the app side of things. Like, after I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I really want more of the, the website and the copy so I can create a marketing site to make sure there's some, some demand there. Um, so I was like, this is just a distraction at this point. So I just, I just kind of stopped all chronic stuff at this point. So, um, kind of sad. Especially when I see, like, I've been working on my thing for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Pretty sad. Uh, it may come back not,
0: Yeah. So, my next two weeks, the goal with being off of work, I'm going to pay our babysitter to watch Eden, even though I don't have to work, so that I can have some like full days dedicated to working on Juniper Slab stuff, which has basically never happened. What, so, like a full I, day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this pretty much never happened that I would have like a full work day's worth of time that I could put into stuff. So that's the plan for one like a couple days over my two week break. And my goal there is really finish the deck builder and mm-hmm. and standard card display, which is one of those things I just need to style a little bit more so like if you click on a card it will show you all the like nitty gritty details of it and like readable text so you don't have to read the image. Mm-hmm. Um so I want to finish those two things and Give people the ability to sign up. So I just need to like integrate with Stripe Checkout basically. And then I think I'm ready to release this bad boy as like release the first version of it. I'm gonna do it without integrating with uh card value services or whatever to like, even though that's one of the one of the easier ways that I'll be able to make money off this thing, presumably, is like, I mean, one of the big pitches there is like build a deck from stuff that you already have in your collection or don't have in your collection and be able to like easily calculate, Oh, this is the difference between what you own and the things you need to buy. This is how much it's going to run you to uh, actually complete this deck, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. That's a lot of like just affiliate linking kind of thing, but I would rather get people using the app first before I, because that API was, I thought it was going to be an easy thing to pull in card price information and it actually sucks really bad. So (laughs) yeah, I need to, uh, bench that, but
1: how is your like sign ups on your marketing page? Have they been going um, anywhere or?
0: I don't even have, like I'm pretty sure I still have this thing like not even scanned by Google if I'm maybe, but I have like 20, 25 people like signed up on the mailing list that I've never publicized. Um, yeah,
1: that's
0: cool. Yeah, so that that's there for me to uh, to work with. Once I actually have something that somebody can like go and demo or whatever, then I'll probably go and like post it on Reddit or in the Facebook groups that kind of exist around this. But and then I would hope that I could at least get kind of a surge of traffic and maybe see how much interest I have and go from there. That's like basically my launch strategy for this thing. Sure. Um, so I just want to my goal is before the end of the year to get it to a working place to where people can go through the main steps, right? Adding to a collection, building a deck and signing up. Sort of thing. Like basically get those out the door and we should be good to go. The more I've been thinking about it, I kind of, after I get those features and the, the pricing of cards like pulled in correctly, I kind of want to abstract away some of the, like the card game rules and stuff into like a separate module so that I can easily add a new card game, if that yeah. makes sense. So like I could support magic, the gathering by having its own like subset of modules that knows how to handle like, pulling in data for magic stuff and rules of building decks and magic and and this and that. And it'll probably have to have like a separate database table just because then the information that's stored isn't the same, but there are a lot of trading card games like that. And they kind of crop up every now and then and people get into them and stuff. So if I can make it modular in a way that I can build in a new games engine for a different trading card game that pops up, I think I would like to be able to do that so that I could spin up a site similar to this and almost have like a family of sites. If if this first one uh, actually works out and people are interested, so
1: I love it. Yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. So
0: that's that's kind of my goal. It's just I want to get this thing out the door. If I could get it out before you know New Year's, that would be amazing. Knowing that I'll have a couple days of actual consistent work on it is really cool. But I'm not. Not 100% sure that's going to be enough time to do what I need to do. So we'll see. I'm hopeful, but I'm not necessarily optimistic.
1: Oh, cool. There'll be some some progress before we... Yeah,
0: definitely be some progress. Uh, the deck building thing is actually super fun to work on. So every time I dig in and look at that code, I'm, I get really excited. And It's been a good testbed for learning how to write automated tests for live view stuff and get a better understanding of that too.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Though Tetsu is going to have some some live view stuff, which will be pretty really cool. So I'm excited to dig into that and actually build like a production thing off of it.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's so fun to see the reactivity of it and know that like, oh, I didn't have to spend a ton of time like working on network calls and. How am I going to serialize the data on one end and parse it out on the other sort of thing? Like, honestly, that's like the most annoying part about doing a lot of front end stuff
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is
0: figuring out like, oh, I got to constantly be thinking about this JSON API between my front end and back end and knowing like, oops, even though this is the data type that I'm working with, I have to make sure that I serialize it in such a way that in the JavaScript side, I can deserialize it and blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff sucks. So it's just really nice to get that for free and it'd be very fast.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to dive into to the testing stuff of why but it's not run by Selenium or some bullshit front end thing, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be exciting too.
0: Yeah, it's pretty neat.
1: Cool, man. Nice, I'm excited to see, see how that ends up. Uh, I got a feeling you're gonna get much farther than, than you think if you truly have two days to work on. So.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, because I was looking at my like mind map, essentially, of like all the features and what are prerequisite features, but like before MVP and I was going through and I was like, oh, I haven't actually looked at this in a while. And I was like checking off the things that I had already done. And like a lot of it was already done. Yeah. Once I did that, I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like there's some things like I can build out more filters for card search and stuff. But the way that I architected filtering is makes it amazingly simple to build a new filter type. Mm-hmm. And to build a new filter type and to, for that filter type to have autocomplete suggestions that are like contextually aware, even in, in a, uh, what's the term for like the search that you use on GitHub that has keys that are like key colon value.
1: Fuzzy search? Fluent search? Is that what it is? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I know. It's like, so when you can say like in colon repo and
0: like. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. I, it, It has that for card search and building like the in colon and like I can have it give you suggestions based on what that key is.
1: Yeah, that's
0: sweet. And actually adding a new one of those. I I added one the other month. It was a long time ago, actually, (laughs) but I... I, I, (laughs) the uh i was talking to somebody like on the phone or whatever like i I think i was talking to chris maybe through discord and i added one literally while we were talking and (laughs) just like having a conversation and i just like added a new way for you to search for cards or whatever and i was like that's insanely fast like this is really cool how it works out but
1: are you gonna uh, live stream any of this
0: Um, uh maybe yeah i guess i'm gonna have tuesday i will be here by myself all day so maybe i will uh, live stream a bunch of that on tuesday wear some pants What? Wear some pants. Oh, I always wear pants. You have to be professional when you're doing something that's, you know, just for success. I might wear a suit. You never know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cool, man. Did you get any new toys that came out? Like a new MacBook or uh, some some headphones?
0: No, no, no new MacBook. I'm hoping that my MacBook gets replaced through work. Uh, I'm still not sure if i want an m1 mac like i do for video doing all that stuff but i'm so afraid of the like x86 stuff yeah uh so it's like a toss-up on that one because i'm like the performance is supposed to be nuts which sounds really good especially since my macbook is like taking a crap uh but yeah just knowing that i do so much stuff that requires working on an x86 architecture then i'm like uh oh, is rosetta good en- or rosetta stone or whatever they call it good enough but
1: yeah i want uh i think i may hold off for that depending on once i hear more rumors but i, I kind of want to hold off for that like matte black one that they're rumored about the 16 inch matte black one it's like
0: oh pure black Sounds nice. nice i haven't heard anything like i'm so far out of the apple ecosystem at this point
1: Yeah, I just see like little snippets, like some they filed some patent that allows like the the construction of like a pure black um, uh, color. So the the rumor is like the sixteen inch is going to be like matte
0: black. Nice. Yeah. So didn't get any new toys. Uh, Didn't wasn't like didn't grab a new gaming console or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I actually am in the process of upgrading my PC. So I'm once I'm eventually it's capable of grabbing a new cpu or gpu i will do that but those have the same stock issues as basically every other electronic right now
1: cool man well uh, have a great christmas mm-hmm. and a uh, good new year i'm sure we'll talk uh
0: yeah so about that when we're going to talk so our next recording time would be on new year's day
1: nope that's not happening yep
0: yep that's uh, what i figured
1: i'd be hopefully um, if I'm doing my job right I'll be pretty hungover. so yeah that's not happening but maybe the okay so ma-
0: let's talk in three weeks yeah instead yeah, of yeah. two weeks
1: okay yeah we'll, we'll talk All right. uh, we'll talk in March uh, 346.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds good I remember right, later bye.